Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey, hey friends, what's going on? I am super excited to jam with you on today's podcast episode, all about the three things that you must have to start your virtual assistant business. This is something that comes up a lot. This question is asked a lot. How do I get started? What do I need? What do I need to know? So I'm going to share three things. I'm sure that there are a ton of things that you think you need to have, but I've boiled it down to three main things and I have an exciting announcement for you at the end. So you're not gonna wanna miss that. So I can't wait to dive on in. I'll catch you inside of today's episode. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Real quick before we jump on in, I promise I will make this short and sweet and to the point, but if you are loving the Freelancer to CEO podcast and you have not left me a review on the show yet, will you please, please, please just do me that really quick favor, head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll on down to the bottom, all the way down to where the reviews are. I'm trying hard to reach 100 reviews on this podcast by the end of the summer. Can we do it? Is that possible? I think it is because I have such amazing loyal listeners and you guys continue to show up for me. So if you would scroll all the way down to the bottom, click, write a review, tell me what you love about the podcast, why you keep coming back for it. I would so appreciate it. I think we can hit that goal of 100 reviews on the show. We're at 84 right now at the time of recording this. So Let's bump up those reviews so that this podcast can get pushed out to more freelancers who are looking to start, grow, and scale their business, and I would appreciate it so, so much. All right, I told you, short and sweet and to the point. Let's dive on into the three things that you must have to start a virtual assistant business. Let's start out with number one, and I believe that this is something you must have. You must have a solid foundation for your business. Now, what does that look like? That looks like really getting your business established, getting your business legal. So I'm gonna run down some quick things of what that looks like. You need to decide how you're going to establish your business. Two ways, sole proprietor or LLC. Now, Stacy Isetta talked about this with us in a previous episode, so definitely go back and listen to her guest interview that she did here. It was a really great episode to kind of talk about the difference, but you have to decide which way you want to go. Definitely check with your state. Every state is different. I was talking on a live this morning, and in Georgia, I guess that an LLC and sole proprietor are very similar. So decide on one, get your EIN number, establish your business with your state or with your county, register it, get your business bank account set up, 
that's going to set you up for a solid foundation so that you can actually be a legal business. A part of your solid foundation is also figuring out what service you're going to offer. You have to have a service to offer to potential clients that might want to work with you. So what is that service that you're going to offer? If you don't think that you have any skills, you definitely do. And just because you're maybe a teacher in your previous job or a nurse doesn't mean that you have to come online and do those exact same job responsibilities that you're doing in your current job. But I want you to think about the skills that you have. What do people come to you and ask you for help with? What do you feel like you have either a gift in or a talent in? And trust me, if you know how to use a computer, you can be a virtual assistant. You can start a business. But thinking about what service do you want to offer? There are tons of services that you can offer. And I actually think I'm going to do a whole episode on what can I even offer? What are the possibilities out there for me to offer? Because sometimes people don't even know like, hey, I really like working with videos. Like I could be a video editor and Uh, write the captions or something like that. Um, I'm just throwing that out there, but there's tons of different services. So you have to get your business legal, you have to have a service to offer, and then you have to just have a few minor systems in place. Some of the systems I definitely recommend that you have is you have an online invoicing system, you have a system to send contracts to your clients, and you also have a system to schedule calls with your potential clients. And then the other thing would just be email, Uh, but most everybody has an email. So um, that's really that solid foundation that I was talking about, getting your business legal, figuring out what service to offer, and just having some systems in place so that you can run your business. That's step number one. That's the first thing you have to have, that solid foundation. The second thing that you have to have is you have to have clients. Our business runs on having clients. We can do the whole solid foundation piece where we're setting up our business, we're opening the business bank account, we're deciding on what service to offer, we're setting up all of our systems, we're getting our scheduler in place, and then now what? Well, we have to bring clients in. So that's the second thing that you must have in order to start this business. Not to say that you have to have clients in order to start, but that's the second piece of having a virtual assistant business is getting clients. So. What does this look like? There are a lot of different ways that you can market your business, that you can gain new clients. But the first thing I want you just to get comfortable doing is I want you to get comfortable talking about what you do. Once you've established your business, you've gone through that solid foundation piece, you've set it up, and you know what service you're going to offer and how you're going to help people, I want you to start talking about what you do. Make it something that you mention to anyone and everyone. When you have conversations with people and they say, hey, what's going on? What's new with you? Don't just say, oh, nothing. You know, it doesn't matter who it is. If it's your grandparents, it's a mom at your son's school, if it's someone in the grocery store, just mention it. Just let them know what you're doing. Uh, Naturally, they're going to ask you, oh, what's that? I've never heard of that. Tell me more. And it could just get you away just getting comfortable talking about what you do that way that when you actually do work with clients or you get on discovery calls it's not you're not stumbling over your words you you know what you do because you've had practice talking about it so that's one thing I want you to think about the second thing I really want you to think about is what type of client do you want to work with who do you want to work with what industry are they in are they in the health industry are they in the online education space are they a brick-and-mortar business are they a wedding creative professional are they a photographer Are they an online coach? There are so many different industries and avenues you can work with. Are they a podcaster? You know, are they an influencer? Are they um, a home setter? There's like, there's so many different things that you can do and so many different industries you can work in. I want you to start thinking about who is it that you would really want to work with? Who would you want to market your business to? If you could think about that ideal client, 
What type of business do they have? What are they doing? Um, you know, what type of clientele are they working with? Start to think about that. We talked all about that in a previous episode about defining your ideal client. I've done a few episodes on that. I've done a coaching episode on that. So definitely check back through the podcast to um, listen to those episodes too because I go more in depth. But you, you do need to have clients in order to have a successful business. We can build the business. We can open our doors, but we have to actually bring people through our quote unquote doors, our virtual virtual doors into our business. So um, definitely making sure that you have clients and you're working towards getting clients and thinking about what are you doing every single day in order to gain clients? How many conversations are you having? Are you hanging out where your ideal client is hanging out? So really thinking about who that person is that you want to work with and how can I start connecting with them to build a relationship with them? You don't have to go into it with how can I get this person to hire me to work on their team? How can I just go about starting building a relationship with them? How can I get on their radar? How can I start making my self-known for what I'm doing. You know, if it's being a virtual assistant, if it's being a podcast manager, how can I start building connections with the potential people that I would want to work with so that they can learn about me and what I have to offer and we could potentially move that relationship to that next step of working together. We don't want to just start a relationship out with just saying like, hey, hire me. How can we warm it up? You know, like take them on a couple dates, have a little bit of a conversation with them, wine and dine them, so to speak, and then, you know, make that next move. So that's step two, the second thing that you have to have for your virtual assistant business. And then the third thing, and I think that this is really super important. I mean, having a solid foundation is great. Gaining clients is really important too. That's how we have a business. But the third thing I think is really important is having the right mindset. I will tell you what, starting a virtual assistant business, starting any kind of business, but starting this business two and a half years ago, I thought I had a solid mindset. I thought I was a positive person. I thought I was a confident person. I had a lot of growing to do. I had a lot of personal growth to go on because there are a lot of times where you are building this business and it feels like you're hitting roadblock after roadblock, obstacle after obstacle. And in my teaching job, a lot of it came naturally for me. Um, I didn't have to interview for so many jobs before I got the job that I wanted to. Um, And so I just didn't feel like I hit a lot of roadblocks a lot of roadblocks along the way. Things came easily to me. People would tell me, wow, you know, you're a great teacher and my kids love you and it just came naturally. So I just naturally felt positive about my job and about my ability. But when I started building my business and I started getting rejected and I started sending emails and no one was answering and I started getting on discovery calls and they were not accepting my proposals or um, the different things that I had to go through, my mindset was tested. So you really need to have a solid mindset in order to have the longevity of your business there. I talk about mindset in my courses and my coaching very similarly to the foundation of your house. So. You know, you're building this house and your windows and your walls and the paint colors, like those are all things that you need to have in your business. But what if you don't take the time to actually build the foundation of the house? When the storms come, when the obstacles come, that house is probably gonna sway. Um, If you don't take the time to build that solid foundation, you know, maybe the paint's gonna chip a little bit and maybe you're gonna get cracks and maybe water's gonna start to come into the basement. It's the same thing with your mindset. If you don't take the time to actually put in the work on a consistent basis to work on your mindset, then when you reach obstacles in your business, it's going to knock you off course. You're going to feel like it takes 
you know, a lot of work to get back up and to pick yourself up and dust yourself off. And I will tell you what, I've been tested time and time again as a business owner. It doesn't get, um, it's not like when you have been in business for a year, oh, suddenly like you don't have to worry about mindset. There's this saying that's new level, new devil. So even two and a half years into business, growing my business, and I've, I've seen much success, I still struggle with the mindset piece and I still struggle with feeling like, am I good enough and who's gonna wanna hire me and um, what if I don't live up to their expectations? But because I make it a conscious practice to work on my mindset on a daily and a weekly basis, I'm able to weather those storms and not let those things hold me back. So things that maybe would have you know, kept me down and pushed me down and made me doubt myself um, a year ago, like I'm able to work through those things. So working on your mindset is not a one and done type thing. It's something that you should continuously work on. And just some things that I would give you for some mindset things is looking for, looking at your business and at the opportunities out there as possibilities as opposed to obstacles or thinking about what you can't do as opposed to what you can do. Um, And really just recognizing that what you think becomes what you do. So if you're thinking this isn't going to work out for me or no one's going to hire me or I'm never going to have a successful freelancing business, that will eventually become your reality. If that's what you constantly tell yourself and remind yourself, that's going to be your reality. But if you have to kind of almost fool your mind into saying like, this is going to work out for me and I will land a client and I'm going to be successful, then you're going to start taking action based on that. That was one thing that I used to tell myself when I was just getting started and I was still teaching. Every day on my way to school, I was listening to podcasts and I was listening to things that would encourage me. And before I would walk into school, I would look in the mirror and I would say to myself, this is going to work for you. You are going to be able to resign from your teaching job. You are going to be a successful freelancer. This business is going to bring an income for your family. And I would just tell myself that and I would look in the mirror and I would believe that. And so then that way I could start taking action based on those thoughts and not on the thoughts of things that weren't true or things that were just that I was saying or telling myself based out of fear because I was worried or I was doubtful. And I'm not saying that those things aren't there, but you have to make a conscious effort to let your mind know what is possible for you and so that you can start taking action based on that. If you have those negative thoughts, it will lead to negative outcomes. It's so easy to let your mind go to the negative. It's it's a common thing that I see time and time again. And it really wasn't until I started working on my mindset that I started realizing like, wow, there are a lot of people that are just like out here complaining and out here talking about all the things that are seemingly going wrong when in reality, like that's just the easiest thing to do. It's harder to find the positive, but if you get in the practice of looking for the positive and not looking at everything like maybe everybody's out to get you or that everything's going wrong for you and recognizing that if things do go wrong, that it's not the end of the world and there's always something that we can do to come out on the other side better and stronger than ever. And then the last thing I would give you as far as your mindset goes, there's definitely tons of resources that you can um, listen to and look into to help you with your mindset. Tons of books that I would definitely recommend, but Utilize the power of yet. This is something that I talked to my students about when I was an elementary teacher. It was really hard to get students to try things that were challenging for them because they were worried about failing. They were worried about what other people were going to think of them. And we started utilizing this power of the word yet. 
So anytime you wanted to say, I can't do this, this is too hard, we would use the word yet. So I can't do this yet, but I can learn how to do it. I can utilize strategies. I can ask someone for help. I can come to my teacher. So utilizing that power of, yeah, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this yet. That is a three letter word that literally changes any kind of situation for me. If I put that on the end of a sentence that would really be a negative sentence or even just like a not true sentence, like there's there's really nothing that I can't do. I can always figure out a way to do it. I can work up to it. I can build my confidence. I can build my strength. And when I use that word yet, it really encourages me to try to problem solve and to try to figure out a way that I can do it. So I would encourage you to do that too. And then I know I said that that was really the last thing, but I have one more note here that I want to make sure that I add because this has really, really been helpful for me, especially in the last year. But when I'm getting ready to try something new, whether that's starting the business, whether that's pivoting my services, whether that's you know trying out TikTok, I always view new experiences, both in business and personally, in like my personal life, I view it as an experiment. And when I view it as an experiment, it takes a lot of the pressure off of me to have it be perfect. Because what is an experiment? Well, we're testing in a hypothesis. We're going to try out some different variables to see what the outcome will be. And at the end of the experiment, if it didn't work out, we can kind of rework things. Well, why didn't it work out? Did we not do X, Y, and Z? Was the control and the independent variable, I'm pulling on my like seventh grade biology here, so my terminology might not be great. I'm trying to like form this analogy for you, but think about that experiment that you would try out. Why didn't it work? How could we make that experiment better? How could we make the hypothesis be true. And so when you view it as an experiment, you're going into it and saying like, hey, I'm just gonna try this out. I'm gonna try it on for size and see how it feels. And at the end of this experiment, if it worked out, great, I'm going to continue doing that. If it didn't work out, then we can review. We can go back to our notes, we can go back to the drawing board and see why didn't it work out. What maybe can I tweak? What maybe can I change? What maybe can I incorporate that will help me get to the end of this experiment and have it be a success? So when I do that, like I said, it takes pressure off of me to have it be perfect, to have it be the best that it can be. I can just go into it and give it my best effort. And then I can always reflect and review and know that anything that I can do can be made better, can be changed. It's not the end all be all. And so viewing things as an experiment will help your mind to not think, oh my gosh, this has to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, you're a failure Um, because there's no failing. The only time that you're a failure is if you actually give up and if you get to the end of trying something, of putting yourself out there, of starting the business, and it doesn't work out, you can always revise, you can always tweak, you can always change, there's always room for growth. So the three things that you have to have for your virtual assistant business, you have to have that solid foundation, you have to have clients, and you have to have the right mindset. So now that you know the three things that you have to have, how can I give you with like all the right resources to really dive deep into this and really apply this in your own virtual assistant business? Well, lucky for you, I have teamed up with some amazing course creators to create a course creator bundle. That's kind of a mouthful, but a course creator bundle, it's called the Radiant 
course bundle. And it is a bundle of amazing courses that will really help you have the business tools that you need to grow and scale your business. And the three things that I talked about in today's episode will be super applicable in this course bundle because there are three courses that I wanna share with you about that will help you with this. So the first thing I talked to you about was solid foundations. My course, The Prep, is going to give you that solid foundation of everything you need to start your virtual assistant business. The step-by-step of how to get the business structure, your service, your pricing, and how to market your business. So that's covered. So step number one that I talked about, that solid foundation, is covered with my program, The Prep. The second thing that you need for your virtual assistant business is clients. And the lovely Kendra Perry has a course in there called The Client Lab. And in this course, she is going to help you create a compelling client attraction message for your business. And she's going to give you five strategic ways and templates to actively get clients today. So if you've been struggling to get clients, you're definitely going to want that course. And then the third thing that I talked about was having that solid mindset. And there's two courses in here that I think will really help you with your mindset. The first one is from Kate Croco. Actually, actually both of these are from her. Um, and it's called Make Up Your Mind and Manifest. And then the second one is from Invisible to Impactful. And this is the one that I think will really, really help you with your mindset. And she's going to help you break through what's been holding you back and will give you the tools that you need to so that you can show up confidently and start making an impact with your business. So the three things that I talked about in today's podcast episode, I'm giving you the course bundle that has three of these courses that are really going to help you specifically towards getting this virtual assistant business, this freelancing business off the ground. And individually, those three courses would cost close to $700. But lucky for you, with this course bundle, you can get those three courses plus 17, 17 other ones. I was trying to do that math, 20 minus 17. 17 other courses for $99. So for a fraction of the cost, you can get the three courses that I talked about, getting a solid foundation, which is my program, The Prep, the client lab so that you can gain clients, and then the mindset courses from Kate Croco, you can get those for $99, plus 17 other courses from some amazing other course creators. There's things on how to use Canva. So if you wanna know how to use Canva, there's things on how to create a business plan. On a Pinterest marketing membership, there's things on how to start a podcast if that's something that you wanna do, or maybe you wanna help your clients start a podcast, or maybe you wanna help your clients with Instagram, or maybe you want to get into email marketing and you wanna know how can I write a welcome email series. There's a course in there for that. So this is an amazing bundle, like I've talked about before in previous episodes. Maybe this is your first time hearing this, but these courses alone would cost $5,000, but together, bundled up together, for a limited time, you can get it for $99. This offer goes away on June 18th, so you have about a week to get in on this bundle, and like I said, if you look through these courses and if there's even one course that you think, wow, I would love to have that, I would love to learn how to start a podcast, or I'd love to learn how to create a beautiful brand, or I would love to learn how to use Pinterest as a marketing tool, then it's definitely worth the cost because you're going to get that one for a fraction of what it would cost originally. So if you've been sitting on the fence, if you've been wanting to even get my program, The Prep, if you've been thinking, ah, I wanna start, now's the time to do it because like I said before, the cost of all of these programs alone would be 5K. 
you're getting it for $99, which basically means you're getting my program for $5. So I feel like that's an insane value. And I just want to be able to help as many women as I can. And I think this is a great time to purchase this because you're not only getting my course, but you're getting other resources that will really help you. And like I talked about in this podcast episode, help you specifically with that solid foundation with the mindset and with gaining clients. So you can go to aubreymalek.com slash radiant to see what this is all about, to look at the courses and to look at all the course creators that are in here to learn more about what we're offering and see if it's a good fit for you. But don't forget that you only have until June 18th to make a decision on whether you wanna purchase this or not. And then after that, it'll be going away. All the courses will go back to their original cost and these courses together will not be offered in a bundle like this again. So definitely if you're feeling like, I might wanna do this, like now is the time. It's such a great opportunity and a great offer. Like I said, there you'll never find this again where all of these courses for you will be bundled up together for this cost. So aubreymalek.com slash radiant if you want to. Of course, you don't have to. You can continue coming back to this podcast and learning for free, but I definitely wanted to put that out there because there are some people who say like, I wanna start the business, but I don't have the tools, and this is a really great opportunity to have a bunch of tools at your fingertips to really hit the ground running with your business and start out on the right foot. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and I cannot wait to talk to you in the next one. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.